Indonesia's parliament today outlawed premarital sex. What? But that's the good kind. <laughs> and in Indonesia, of all places, I mean, come on. That's, uh... <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. It's actually, uh, you know, not even a terrible joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Sweetie pie, honey bunch. We've been married for more than three years now. Three years. It's kind of exciting. 25 years shacking up. Three years uh, married. Never know what's going to happen, though, do you? <laughs> I kid, I kid. Everything is great. It's uh, it's gravy. It's uh, peaches and cream. It's great. Well, happy Wednesday to you. We are, of course, at 888-630-9625. Joe Biden went to Arizona yesterday, but he didn't go to the border. It's a border state, but he's not aware of that. I went to Phoenix and uh, met with some Chinese businessmen because that's something the Biden family has done a lot of over the years. And he talked about billions and billions of dollars. Not clear whether he gets a 10% cut, you know, as the big guy in the deal. But he did not go to the border. We had, uh, was a Border Patrol agent uh, killed today, right, uh, down along the border. Uh, it was apparently a vehicular accident of some kind. Uh, the Democrats will have a ceremony at the White House and uh, blame the Republicans, I think. So they, they love to pretend they care about the police like they did yesterday at the Capitol. But uh, that's another story. Now, uh, Joe Biden went down there, and the uh, he didn't go to the border. The National Border Patrol Union noticed that Joe Biden didn't go to the border, and they tweeted about it, as a matter of fact. They tweeted, visiting an ice cream shop. Very important. Visiting our border where illegal immigration, deaths, escapes, and fentanyl smuggling set new records nonstop with thousands dying as a result. Not important. See, that's uh, Joe Biden. He was asked about it. We played the audio for you yesterday as he was leaving the White House. And uh, I think it was Peter Ducey, because who else would ask? You got a bunch of people that are paid to be reporters but never do the job. A lot of that going on in the United States these days. But Peter Ducey asked Lunch Bucket Joe, the uh, dizzy dipstick, as he was leaving the White House headed for the Marine One helicopter. Mr. President, why, why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because there are more important things going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Yeah, that's, uh, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive issues. They... You could have your little dog and pony photo op and pretend you're doing great things for the economy with, what's the inflation rate today? Uh, 70, 100 percent? What is the, uh, is, how about those grocery store shelves? How's that supply chain thing going? You see, we're back to the baby formula shortage. And uh, there are so many crises going on simultaneously in the United States under Lunch Bucket Joe and the Democrats that uh, it's, it would be impossible if we did have more than one reporter, two reporters, uh, I got Jackie Heinrich, too, of Fox News. At the White House, uh, it would be impossible to ask all the questions about all the outrageous scandals. But the baby formula shortage is ongoing, and the news media swept it under the rug. CNN has the headline today, In Wake of Baby Formula Crisis. That pretends it's behind us. It's not. Highly critical report. 
There is a highly critical report. Can you imagine a highly critical report? Recommends major food safety changes at FDA. See, uh, that, that's a lousy headline from CNN because they're crooked. They're not in the news business. FDA food safety leadership poor. New report finds the Washington Post. The New York Times with their headline, FDA report faults agency's food unit for leaderless dysfunction. What about our transportation secretary? He's going around winking at news reporters and getting a little rub down, if you know what I mean. Here and there, pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff. So uh, report recommends sweeping changes after FDA's handling of infant formula crisis. The uh, shortage continues. Also, we have the uh, antibiotics shortage. We have the child Tylenol shortage. You see, Canada has a, uh, they're like another country altogether. America's hat, America's largest national park, Canada. It's a hockey camp for America. Very nice that they put it there. And it's a little chilly up there. They're looking forward to some global warming. Would we please send them some more global warming, please? They want to know. Uh, but Canada has the uh, uh, shortage of child Tylenol and antibiotics. And, you know, we became way too dependent on communist China for our antibiotics. And now we've got a shortage on the Chinese communists who send the fentanyl that, uh, that you know, we had 107,000 fatal, fatal drug overdoses last year in the United States. The majority of those fentanyl-related, and uh, the border is wide open, and Joe Biden is waving the trucks in. I'm going like this. My waving the trucks in. He's wa- standing there like he's directing traffic, waving the convoys of trucks of illegal aliens and um, waving them in. Shortages all over the place, the likes of which we've never seen in the United States of America. And the news media says, what? What's, your, what, what's the problem? Now, you go to the grocery stores in my neighborhood, and you'll see that uh, there are a lot of things missing. And I, uh, I shared with you, what was it, like $9 for two rolls of brawny paper towels. Was it brawny or bounty? It was brawny a bounty or brawny? brawny. My sister, she's my daughter. She, uh, uh, one of those. But it was $9 for two rolls. And the news media just doesn't cover this stuff because it's bad for the narrative, very bad for the narrative, and they don't like that. They like what is good for the narrative. And it doesn't matter if it's true or not, just what is good for the narrative. Amazing, amazing stuff, I'm telling you. Which one? Ah, Poppy. You've got Poppy, Poppy Harlow from CNN. She was talking about this was day before yesterday, I think, on the uh, CNN morning show. Poppy Harlow is, of course, not her real name, but uh, she grew up on on Harlow Court and her little um, her little pug dog was named Poppy when she was a kid. So when she wanted to get into television news, it was either that or porn. So she went with Poppy Harlow, went into news. Really, what's the difference? <laughs> so uh, Poppy Harlow talking about the, uh, the shortages in the United States, just barely, and then they just moved on. It's been an hour and a half last Wednesday, walking through Brooklyn, trying to find this. And finally, a pharmacist found some children's Advil, which I'd never seen before, in a box in the back. Hmm. 
that how can that happen? I was my son had a pretty high fever and I was really worried. Uh, well, you voted for him, obviously. <laughs> Walking through Brooklyn, wandering through, it's like walking in Memphis. Walking in Brooklyn, walking and walking, looking. My child is sick. She had a, a scarf over her head. She looked like a Russian babushka. She says, oh, I need some medicine for my baby. There is no medicine. Where do I go? Finally, a pharmacist said to me, I have, I have the uh, children Tylenol. Uh, and she finally found some because, the, you know, the Democrats are doing such a great job. Hey, Poppy, I want to ask, so can you take adult and, like, break it in half? Uh, I don't think so, but I had to buy, it's kind of gross, but suppositories, right. right, for the kids. Like, that's what you use when babies can't drink. Because that's all, that's all, like, I can find, I don't think you can break it in half. Oh, my gosh. That's it was awful. scary. Uh, given that was Don Lemon, there are so many things to say. And this guy, I mean, can't you break it in half? No, it's not a quaalude, uh, Don. And uh, suppository, whoo, oh, very creative. Hey, this isn't really a suppository. So, uh, and by, by the way, her son is 17. So that's going <laughs> to... It's not, it's not really. I just made the 17 part up. That's not true. So went home and, uh, hey, hey, my mom just uh, gave me some Tylenol, but, uh, hey, why are you walking funny? My mom just gave me Tylenol. <laughs> uh Shouldn't she remove the finger and get back to what she was doing? <laughs> you got to be certain it doesn't escape. <laughs> oh, Poppy. Oh, Poppy, Poppy, Poppy. Isn't that just great? Oh, by the way, uh, heavily armed members of the new Black Panthers party uh, with AR-15s and Black Berets and their red, green, and gold kind of Bob Marley Ethiopia, yeah, we smoke dope and carry rifles, uh, uh, tags on their slings for their rifles, dressed in uh, full black. They look like Black Sec September at the 1972 Munich Olympics. And they were outside of polling places in Georgia. And the news media thinks that this is wholesome and it's good. You know, the other day, well, what was the uh, polling place? There were a couple of white guys with uh, rifles, and the news media went crazy. It was the end of our democracy. Uh, now you got these black guys with black berets, and they call themselves the New Black Panthers, which is a terrorist, racist terrorist group. And the New Black Panther arm uh, patrols near polling sites in Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock, Georgia runoff. The New York Post has the story, but the New York Times does not. The Washington Post does not. CNN does not because they're not in the news business. The new Black Panther Party planned on armed patrols near several polling sites in Georgia on Tuesday. That's what we used to call Election Day. And the uh, runoff. Now, you know, the uh, beloved Southern Poverty Law Center, which has uh, links to more terrorist attacks than the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers combined by a long shot because they have ties to no terrorist attacks, but that's okay. But the... Uh, even the Southern Poverty Law Center calls them a racist hate group, uh, and and that's okay because they're Democrats. <laughs> the Southern Poverty Law Center has designated the new Black Panther Party as a hate group, calling it, quote, a virulently racist and anti-Semitic organization whose leaders have encouraged violence against whites, Jews, and law enforcement officers. But 
you know, they're on the side of Raphael Warnock. So the news media isn't asking Raphael Warnock whether he condemns them, even though they've got rifles and they're surrounding polling places and threatening whites and Jews. You know, it's their, that's their history. Uh, because, and, and police, because they're Democrats. So only the New York Post covers the story because our news media is not a legitimate news media. It's a terrible, tragic thing. The most corrupt institution in the United States of America is not the FBI, although they're in the competition. Uh, it is the news media. Isn't that amazing? And then the headlines are, Raphael Warnock defeats Herschel Walker in Georgia's Senate runoff. Oh, really? Did the armed racist anti-Semites and military and paramilitary uniforms with AR-15 rifles that Joe Biden wants to ban, they play any role in this uh, Election Day uh, thing? Well, that's not important. That, that, that doesn't matter. I don't have to answer that question. Isn't that amazing? Herschel Walker was a Georgia football hero, the Washington Post. Then he ran for Senate. You see, this is, uh, as a Republican, if he ran for Senate as a Democrat, he'd still be a hero. But he ran for the Senate as a Republican. And so the headline, Washington Post, David Van Driel. And they're still looking for uh, members of the Van Driel family at the war crimes tribunals uh, at The Hague, but um, at Nuremberg. The, uh, he wrote, The Tragedy of Herschel Walker. That's the story in the Washington Post uh, with the Herschel Walker was a Georgia football hero. Then the Democrat hate machine was loosed on him. And uh, David Von Drill, a Democrat activist, he, uh, in the article he uh, mentions Trump 10 times, 10 times in the article. It's really an attack on Trump. He came into the orbit of that serial destroyer of other people's reputations, Donald Trump. Oh, is that right? It's because he hung out with Donald Trump that his reputation was destroyed? No, it's because the racist Democrat Party racistly targeted him in a racist way, and they smeared him, and they have the best destructo machine in the world. No political entity has ever had a more effective and more exercised destructo machine destroying other people's worlds because they want power. And they want your little boy dressed up as a little girl, and they want to play duck, duck, goose in the gym. Womp, womp, womp. You know, the holidays are here, in case you haven't noticed. We uh, put up the Christmas tree. We have uh, lights, uh, you know, outdoor lights. We have all kinds of stuff. Achieve gift-giving greatness. When you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. We had Omaha Steaks night before last. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together specially curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting. You know, they're going to make you the holiday hero. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com to take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use the code PLANT at checkout and get an additional $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon. Had it. Had it twice in the last two weeks. Air-chilled boneless chicken. Ultra-juicy burgers. And comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks are ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush before it's too late. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code PLANTY at checkout. Visit Omaha Steaks for 50% off site-wide. Plus, use the promo code PLANT 
at checkout and get an extra $30 off your order. A minimum order may be required. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Democrat destructor machine. You know, uh, I want to be a football hero. And uh, if he had been running as a Democrat, he'd still be a football hero. But he didn't. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Out of Chicago, Illinois, ABC 7. Three teens injured after trying to rob concealed carry license holder. Colon. They love their colons. Chicago police. Lawndale shooting took place on Arlington Street. Two teens shot. One injured in crash. And actually, WLS with the story, the great WLS in Chicago. Three teenagers were injured on the west side early Monday morning when a concealed carry license holder opened fire on would-be robbers, Chicago police said. A 56-year-old man was in his vehicle just before 6 a.m. when a vehicle with three male teenagers approached, Chicago Police Department said. One of the teens got out of the vehicle, pointed a gun at the victim, and demanded his belongings. A struggle ensued before the victim, a uh, concealed carry permit holder, pulled out his weapon and fired several rounds, according to the Chicago Police Department. Suspect vehicle tried to drive away but crashed nearby. The 15- to 18-year-old driver of the vehicle was shot in the head and taken to Mount Sinai Hospital in critical condition. Second teen, about the same age, was found several blocks away with a gunshot wound to the shoulder, taken to Stroger Hospital in serious condition. Third teen, who was in the back seat of the vehicle, suffered a broken leg in the crash, taken to a local hospital in uh, fair condition. Um, what are they doing up at 6? The man was not hurt. Up at 6 a.m., I guess they were up, uh, like, you know, doing coke all night. Probably not getting up early to get a job. This is the Chris Plant Show. Now, Elon Musk trying to reveal the truth about the Democrat Party's actual conspiracy, not a fake conspiracy like Russian collusion and the Alpha Bank and, you know, hookers in beds and all that stuff that the Democrats fabricated or the the fake story about Brett Kavanaugh in high school with a quaalude and a high school party in the punch bowl. Those were all fabricated. Um, it's amazing how many stories they've fabricated. You know, hands up, don't shoot, total fabrication. One guy made that up, then the Democrat Party ran with it to demonize the police. It's led to massacres of police and suicide attacks on police. And, and then yesterday, the Democrats on the Hill pretend that they're the ones that care about police. Make a lie so big that no one would dare to not believe it. Now, there is a new story, the conservative brief, and I talked about this a bit yesterday as well. In Arizona, calls mount for investigation into Katie Hobbs over emails to Twitter. Now, Katie Hobbs is the Democrat that uh, won, allegedly, the governor's race in Arizona. Um, you know, we should just do the uh, uh, Georgia thing, Stacey Abrams, and just not concede ever. Um, but 
Calls are intensifying for a federal investigation into Arizona Democratic Governor-elect Katie Hobbs. After internal Twitter emails were recently released, the emails, which were released as part of the Twitter files by new CEO Elon Musk, update on that today as well, appear to indicate that Hobbs, who served as the Secretary of State in the state of Arizona at the time, emailed Twitter staffers in January of 2021, nearly a year ago, to have accounts blocked that she claimed contained so-called election misinformation. She actually won the misinformation pageant last year. Here she comes, misinformation. Georgia Republican Representative Margie Taylor Greene tweeted, the Secretary of State of Arizona and Governor candidate Katie Hobbs used the power of the Arizona Secretary of State to collude with Twitter to unconstitutionally violate First Amendment rights of Americans for her own political gain. This is communism, and Hobbs cannot be governor. I'm calling for a federal investigation. Christina Bob, a former attorney for President Donald Trump, tweeted a screenshot of the document from Schmidt's discovery file. Now, this is the <clears throat> Secretary of State uh, Schmidt uh, suing over some of this. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, the Republican Party of Arizona tweeted, General Brnovich, the Attorney General, we hope you're taking a serious look into Secretary of State Hobbs. At minimum, Arizonans deserve to know what accounts and tweets were censored. The First Amendment was created to protect citizens against government, not the other way around. So now the uh, Democrat, who is Secretary of State, is has a back channel with Twitter. And she's telling Twitter who needs to be blocked. And she claims it's because they're spreading what she calls misinformation. Now, Russian collusion, that was misinformation. Uh, the hookers, uh, except for Hunter Biden's hookers, that was misinformation. The, uh, the FBI fed misinformation to the FISA courts. That was misinformation. The intelligence community, led by penitentiary-faced John Brennan, they fed misinformation to the American people in that letter that 51 of them signed on to. The FBI fed misinformation to Facebook in an effort to get them to prevent people from sharing the New York Post reporting, which was all 100% true, with uh, their friends and family on the lead-up to Election Day. Now, that's misinformation. And it turns out that there is a new scandal, and it's an absolute scandal. And the Washington Post is not covering the story because they're not in the news business. They're a Democrat Party press release, and it's owned by a, uh, a centa-billionaire oligarch who uh, does the bidding of the Democrat Party, Jeff Bezos, who is Dr. Evil. He lives on a space station. When he's on Earth, he travels by submarine. He's got a hollowed-out volcano, and he's not on the side of freedom-loving people. He's a sinister figure, uh, and he's fine with that. He likes that, you know, because he was a dweeb in high school. So now he gets to uh, be a menace to humanity. Pretty amazing stuff, I got to tell you. Um, man, oh, man. Mm -mm 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 -mm. There is a good piece in the New York Post today also because they actually do news 
probably the most important paper in the United States right now. Intel officials, and this is the 51 people that signed on to that lie, that disinformation letter that the intelligence community and the media uh, put out claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. No, in fact, the communist voting CIA director, John Brennan, is the one who perpetrated an information operation. They ran an intelligence operation against the American people using all the CIA techniques that they would use in Iran or Nicaragua or in some third world country. Um, and they ran it against the United States. It's revenge. It's the revenge of the left. But Rich Lowry wrote the piece. Intel officials who claimed Hunter Biden laptop was, quote, Russian disinformation, end quote, far more blameworthy than Twitter censors. And Rich Lowry has a nice piece. The Twitter files released by Elon Musk give us a more fine-grained understanding of how and why the social media company decided to censor Hunter Biden's laptop story. This was a woefully stupid decision. The New York Post's account was suspended for two weeks for the offense of coming up with a scoop that we're still talking about and that will surely play a large role in the upcoming GOP investigation into Biden family corruption in the House of Representatives he's talking about. That's the kind of thing newspapers should get awards for. Twitter thought it should be punished for it. But the Twitter officials caught up in the progressive bubble that caused them to censor first and ask questions later, all for the name of safety. They weren't the most blameworthy actors in the episode. That dishonor belongs to former intelligence officials who put out a widely circulated, deliberately misleading letter suggesting that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. It muddled the discussion, which is all they needed to do, over the laptop and gave Joe Biden a handy tool to try to deflect the laptop story. And uh, Rich Lowry is, uh, is right on this, and these people actually belong in handcuffs. They, uh, they, they perpetrated a fraud against the American people. They used their, their positions and their titles, uh, government titles, to mislead deliberately and knowingly the American people on behalf of the left, and this coming from a Communist Party voter, John Brennan, and his bunch of simpering genderless wimps who uh, pose as the American intelligence community leadership. And, of course, Dana Bash's ex-husband, Jeremy Bash, who was not an intelligence officer, just a political operative. Nothing more. Now, um, mm -mm 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 -mm. this is a truly extraordinary story. Outed Twitter counsel Jim Baker, a.k.a. James Baker, vetted the Twitter files without Elon Musk's knowledge, Matt Taibbi reveals. This is truly extraordinary stuff. This is uh, the crook, Jim Baker, James Baker, was uh, counsel at the FBI and directly involved in all of the fake frauds perpetrated against the American people during the Trump era. Uh, and then uh, when he was uh, disgraced and driven from the FBI, he was naturally hired immediately by Twitter, where he became their counsel. And... Once he got there, he's the guy who said, oh, yeah, we can't allow 
Uh, it, it was before the election of 2020. And he's, oh, he's a big wig there because he was the FBI guy and Mr. Lofty. Now he's at Twitter making 10 times the amount of money he made at the FBI doing the same thing and engaging in cover-ups for the left and the Democrat Party. Elon Musk fired top Twitter counsel Jim Baker for his role in the suppression of information important to public dialogue. Those are Elon Musk's words. Matt Taibbi, the journalist who first broke the news of Elon Musk's Twitter files, revealed that the company's top lawyer had, quote, vetted, end quote, what information was shared without knowledge of the new boss. How did Matt Taibbi uh, let this slip by? Musk announced on Tuesday that he had terminated with extreme prejudice. Deputy Attorney, uh, excuse me, Deputy General Counsel Jim Baker, quote, in light of concerns about Baker's possible role in suppression of information important to the public dialogue. That's uh, the statement. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Musk comes in. He gets a legitimate mainstream member of the, uh, member of the mainstream media who's, who's honest, Matt Taibbi, to go through and put out the information. Twitter says, well, you know, let's vet it before it goes out there. And who do they have vetted? Well, their counsel, who's the crooked, disgraced, shamed, basically fired former FBI uh, counsel and who was hired by Twitter, who immediately became involved at Twitter in the suppression of the New York Post story and beyond. And then absurdly, in a Soviet way, he is the one that they run all the information by that's going to be released during Elon Musk's uh, new era of openness at Twitter. And they have this crook who's everywhere, he's everywhere. When asked why, when asked by a Twitter user if uh, uh, Baker, Jim Baker, was able to explain himself, Musk replied, quote, his explanation was unconvincing. Moments later, Matt Taibbi began his own Twitter thread, calling it the Twitter Files Supplemental. So now they're going to have to go over all of this. And it's like, you know, they went into uh, James Baker's office and he was standing on a, a chair pouring garbage cans of documents into a giant industrial shredder which flowed down into a burning barrel. I made that part up. But this is the guy that you cannot trust this is a guy who cannot be trusted. It is truly extraordinary how corrupt this whole, this whole operation is from start to finish. It's almost mind-boggling how corrupt it is. But this Jim Baker guy, the corrupt FBI guy who was driven out for his corruption uh, and lying about all the Russia stuff and Trump and lying. and I, I believe he was involved in lying to the FISA courts, which is a felony. But uh, Democrats live in a consequence-free Washington, D.C. So on Friday, the first installment of the Twitter files was published here. We expected to publish more over the weekend. Many wondered why there was a delay, Taibbi tweeted. We can now tell you part of the reason why. On Tuesday, that's yesterday, Twitter Deputy General Counsel and former FBI General Counsel Jim Baker was fired. Among the reasons... Vetting the first batch of the Twitter files without knowledge of the new management. How did this snake weasel his way in there? Tybee explained, the process for producing the Twitter files involved delivery to two journalists, Barry Weiss and me, Matt Tybee said. 
via a lawyer close to new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated. Over the weekend, while we both dealt with obstacles to the searches, to the new searches, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files from Twitter itself was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's last name, the answer came back, Jim Baker. Matt Taibbi said, my jaw hit the floor. <clears throat> my jaw hit the floor. It was actually Barry Weiss who said my jaw hit the floor. Baker is a controversial figure. That's an understatement. He's been something of a zealot of FBI controversies dating back to 2016. From the Steele dossier to the Alpha server mess, that fake Russian bank tie to President Trump, it was all a lie. This guy's a liar. He's a criminal. He's a crook. He uh, reassigned in 2018 after an investigation into leaks to the press, Taibbi told his followers on Twitter. The news that it was James Baker reviewing the Twitter files surprised everyone involved to say the least. New Twitter chief Elon Musk acted quickly to exit Baker on Tuesday. He used exit as a verb, um, and uh, he, he exited him. Uh, that means he fired him. And uh, this guy is just, um, this guy, and this whole operation is just unbelievable. And, and, and it's because they're all in bed. You know, the, the, uh, between CNN and NBC and MSNBC, they hired penitentiary face Brennan. They uh, hired uh, all the crooked FBI agents that are, you know, popping each other in the Xerox room and, and uh, lying to all of the, uh, you know, lying to, yeah, Peter Stroke and, you know, hired. They're hired by the networks because the lie is so big. It is so big that no one would dare not believe it. And the, ha the, the, the hate machine and the lie machine includes CNN and MSNBC and, and uh, at least elements of the FBI and the CIA and the lies that we, the American people, are being told on the lead-up to Election Day. And then you discover that they alter the algorithms to favor the Democrats. Um, Brazil, the election in Brazil may have been tampered with by at least Twitter. And then who was behind Twitter's tampering with the election in Brazil? Was the CIA in there? Was the FBI in there? Who Were the Democrat Party operatives in there? You know, the holidays are here. And you... You, I'm telling you, this is big stuff. Da, 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 ba, da, da. Hang on. That's it. The holidays are here. <laughs> That's the thing. Did you know that banks can legally confiscate your money to bail themselves out? Did you know that? The only catch is it's got to be during what we call extraordinary times. Well, with the economy and the country and the state we're in, war in Europe, don't you think we're in extraordinary times? It's time for you to call 888-446-5320 to get your personal wealth protection guide. Because my friends at American Alternative Assets are standing by to help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold gold and silver in your retirement account while still maintaining its tax-deferred status. So you should call 888-446-5320 today to get your free wealth protection guide. 
This guide will answer all the questions you have. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Call American Alternative Assets at 888, the number 4, GOLD20 to secure your free gold and silver guide today. That's 888-446-5320. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Yeah, the, the fix is in. They've rigged it. There are crooks everywhere, well-placed at the networks, in newsrooms, at Twitter, at Facebook. And they continue their crooked ways from the shadows. When they're caught, they shamelessly laugh in your face. And then the news media doesn't cover the story. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. All right, we don't have a ton of time, but let's go to Jim calling from southwest Missouri. Jimmy, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yes, sir. Chris, you've done a beautiful job of connecting the dots this morning. And it's been uh, it's been really wild listening to your show. I, I love it. And, it. and it takes me back to when Strzok and Page got kind of outed. What was it, three years ago? Uh, or, or more now, but and and the the strong odor of of malfeasance. Uh, there was a stench of rat, and uh, and where did they reassign him? Didn't they send him down to the HR department for some deep cover where he could continue his work? Well, yeah, before uh, I believe CNN hired Peter Strzok, right? Yeah, I, and and when they first decided to put him under deep cover, I think they reassigned him. Uh, for a while uh, t- so he could keep his job and hide him and let him continue his work. I think the FBI moved him down to the HR department. Well, it's, it's a team effort, you know, and they're all in on the, the effort. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.